everybody, OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Paz Baptist Church, Northfield, Minnesota. We are coming to you live on Friday, 2.13 to be exact, p.m. Central Time. Always Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Lord willing, 2 p.m. Central Time. We start early with some songs to give you a chance to get on and uh, all that good stuff. And then we get to the business and... We get talking about a few things, of course, and all that good stuff. Hey, and who could forget about the Raw Night to She was in the Telling you right now, this reminds me of wrestling, jumping off the top rope, dropping an elbow into somebody's head. That is contemporary. Your volume is lower than the music. I'm not lower than anything. I'm louder than anybody you ever listened to. Anyway, okay. All right. You hear that? But Andrew probably changed something. That's probably what happened. Yeah, I remember that Street Fighter video. Andrew might have changed some volumes around, so we'll have to figure it out. Can you hear me okay, though? That's the, that's the important part. She was in the choir. Look, Elijah Morgan, don't talk to me about the excellence of execution. All right? Don't even try. I, too, know how to put people in the sharpshooter, the figure four leg lock. Drop an elbow off the top rope like Macho Man Randy Savage. I, too, know how to do all of those things. I don't know where Andre is. I seem lower than normal. What are you talking about? Am I shrinking or what? Andrew probably changed something. That's it. You quit playing with the dials, Andrew. Turn your mic volume up. What? Look, that's what we pay you all the money for. What are you talking about? Turn my mic volume up. Okay. All right. Is that any better? D. Is that louder? Tell me. Testing one, two, four, five, six, seven, three. Your voice is quieter and fix your collar, my wife said. Hey, look, everybody's pushing me around. All right. I did turn it up. Okay. Pretty much all the way up. I don't, I see that. Oh, okay. Now I'm redlining now. Are you happy? You people aren't happy unless I'm redlining things. That's how it works. Julie can hear me just fine. Elijah says his ears are bleeding. Joe McDonald is laughing hysterically. Much better, says Pinky. Okay. I think we got it now. Hello from New Braunfels, Texas. Where in the world is that at? That's true. 
David Pettycourt said, we're paying for loud. We want loud. Okay, good. All right, so hopefully it's working good for you. Sermon audio page over here. Boy, what a surprise I found out today. It's almost like somebody messed the numbers up. Maybe they're going to change them. But here's what I found out. We have 5.34 thousand views on this video on Rumble. And what's really weird about that, to be honest with you, is that I don't even get half, I don't even get a quarter of that on, on YouTube. Look at that. That's 926. Look at that guy explaining about that guy and me explaining about that guy explaining about that guy. How weird is that, huh? That's weird stuff. I'm explaining that guy who's explaining that guy. Not to be confused with that guy. That guy. Not ever to be confused with that guy. Huh? Nobody. Can confuse it with that guy. Let's go over to Rumble. Here's the live broadcast. It says I monetize something. I didn't monetize anything. Maybe they automatically monetize it or Andrew. I don't know what the deal is with that. He said, I asked Andrew about that. I don't, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Look, it's that guy in a box with that guy in a box with that guy. Not to be confused still with that guy. Okay. All right. Let's get off of there because it's it's giving me the willies kind of. All right. Okay. So. All right. Pray for us. Remember, before I get started with everything, don't forget. I know you can't forget you that are regular listeners. But for those that tune in half-heartedly, those who are new and all that good stuff, don't forget our trip to Europe. Or the Bicey and I will be taking off for Europe. April 16th, Lord willing. Keep hitting the wrong thing. Uh, and we are flying out. And we'll be gone for two weeks. And I want you to pray for us. Pray for the Lord to bless us. Pray for the Lord to meet our needs. And uh, pray for those that are going to have to put up with me for two weeks. Pray for all those people. Here's our, here's our video. Okay. Andrew with a shocking look on his face like, what in the world? Really, really want me to go with you to Europe? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that look. Um, and uh, yes. Okay, so pray for us. All that fun stuff. Pray for pray for the Croatian sensation, Carl. You gotta pray for him. Pray for Mary. Although I really do believe that Mary's gonna enjoy the time that I that I spend with Carl. 
I think she's really going to enjoy the fact that um, that uh, I have a really good time with uh, Kara holding him down and putting his head underwater a few times and different things like that. Of course, throwing him over the side of boats and ferries and all kinds of other things like that and and uh, picking him up by one arm and holding him over places and giving him a big old bear hug. Um, when I see him, he's he's like, you're you're not going to do that. You're you're. I don't, I don't like to be hugged. The first thing I'm going to do is grab Carl and I'm going to pick him up and bear hug him. It's the first thing I'm going to do. As soon as I see him, I'm going to pick him up and bear hug him. I'm going to throw him over my shoulder and I'm going to run around the room with him. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Andrew's going to be like, all right, stop. I'm like, no. Not stopping. Who thinks it's going to be funny that I bear hug Carl? Who thinks that's funny? I think it's funny. I think it's going to be great. And don't worry, Andrew's going to record everything. I'm going to hold Carl down and cut his hair. That's what I'm going to do. And it's going to be great. You watch. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give him a high and tight fundamental Baptist Jack Hiles haircut is what I'm that guy. <laughs> That's exactly. You're getting you're getting the Jack Hile special. The parted on the right, greased down, parted on the right, two inches above the ear, Jack Hile's haircut. That's what you're you better believe it. Carl cannot handle the power bomb. Or the sidewalk suplex or the side suplex. From way downtown. He cannot handle that. We won't be doing that. I don't want to break Carl. So anyway. But no. I'm Seriously. On a serious note. I am absolutely looking forward to being there. And uh, spending time with, with uh, God's people all over the place. And uh, preaching. Looking forward to preaching. And uh, street preaching. And we got to find out some things about England. So I don't get locked up in Lollard's Tower. Okay, because if I if I'm not if I'm too if I'm not careful enough, I'll be locked in the Bedford jail, uh, John Bunyan's jail. And. uh, And. um, We'll be locked into into Bedford jail. And then. uh, We'll be. Locked into London Lollard's Tower there with my Baptist fathers. Probably still there them, but uh that uh but no, they're not there. Wicked savages probably buried them long ago in bones. Anyway, so that uh that's gonna be exciting. Yes, John Bunyan was a Baptist. He would be properly called an Anabaptist. See what? Now, uh, so we will go over to England. We will fly into jolly old England. And no, I won't be meeting Robin Hood and his merry man. But but anyway, um, you pray for that. Pray for us as we travel there. And then we'll spend five days there. And then we will get over. The um, 
then we will be over there and uh, get over to Ireland. Actually, Scotland first, and then Ireland. Right? And after that, we'll be preaching in Scotland on the streets of Scotland. And after we preach on the streets of Scotland and preach for the assembly that's there on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, or and evening, however many times they want me to preach, maybe it'll only get past the first time and they'll kick me to the curb. But uh, maybe not. Hopefully not. Uh, and then after that, I'll be going to Ireland see Joe, and then off to Italy for much Baptist history and Roman Catholicism, history of Roman Catholicism, and uh, the history of the martyrs, and many other things. Do you pray for us? It's expensive. It costs us extra money to have our camera equipment on every flight that we have. It's extra money for that. Because on each flight that we have, um, there is, on each flight, there's, there's more, they have more charges for Andrew's uh, entire camera crew of equipment that we have coming with us that we need to do what we're doing. So, uh, it's almost it almost costs us on some of the, the inner flights in Europe. It costs us more, but not internationally. It does, but just in Europe, those little jumper flights. Because apparently, Europeans, what they do, they take Europeans take a stick with a with a towel tied to it and put whatever they have there, and they walk around. With that everywhere, I guess. I don't know what they travel with, Europeans. They're definitely different than us. Americanos here. So anyway. No, no, Pinky Sue. That that bald guy with the cigarette is not Carl Winters. That bald guy with the cigarette. I don't know who he is. I, I'm not sure who the bald guy with the sick with the smoke is there. Right? I, who knows? That right there is the is the real Carl Winters. That guy. That's the real Carl Winters. Right there. Anyway, so you pray for us. 
All right, pray for our trip. I'm having fun. It's Friday. I'm taking it easy a little bit. Then we're going to hit hit it hard here in a few minutes. Blowing my voice out, talking too much. Started yelling. Don't worry, Carl. I'm not that popular. Most people don't know who I am. Nobody will ever see it. All right. Can't believe I did that. I stressed my voice like that. What was I thinking? Yelling like that. If you want to give, though, to our trip, don't do it if you're going to get mad about it. But if you have a giving heart and you'd like to give and you have the ability to do it, here's how you can do that. PayPal, salvationpreacher at gmail.com. Cash app, right there, Pastor Cooley 76. Apple Pay, PastorCooleyiCloud.com. Somehow you can do it on Venmo. I forgot how it is, but somehow. Or you can mail us a check. Make sure it doesn't have any air in it, though. We don't want it to bounce. Um, I have had that happen, by the way. I've had people write me bounce checks. That's really a weird. That's really uncomfortable when that happens. <laughs> um, okay. And then, uh, or you can do Coinbase. And I appreciate that, too. So, If you can do nothing, I know you can pray. That's what you can do. All righty. How's everybody doing here this Friday? This Friday. Friday. When you talk like Minnesotans. Friday. Because there's nothing more uncomfortable for the preacher to have to call you on the phone and be like, brother. That's really weird, but I I hate to say this to you, but the check you wrote me bounced. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) weird. It isn't fun. In fact, I didn't even do it. Like one time I had one and I didn't even tell him. Then they called me like a month later. And they were like, yeah, I'm sorry that happened. We do accept meat and coffee, except for Carl's weird gritty coffee. Amen, brother Aaron. Amen. Okay. So I'm selling my other equipment here that I have that when I bought this house and I just got a uh, a used 20 year old tractor today, compact, you know, small, nothing big. And I don't know how to use it. The neighbor that sold it to me is going to come show me how to use it. Oh my goodness. There's levers and buttons everywhere. So I'll be doing that tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to learn how to drive that little tractor and get the snow out of here. You ever lived in the country with a really long driveway? Boy, that's kind of crazy. No, don't push that. And you can't have anybody behind you because you can drop an implement right on their feet. Boy, it's scary. Anyway, so I'm going to learn a lot of good lessons. And have no one around me when I'm working for a while. Anyway, so 
Pray for me that I don't kill myself on that tractor. Oh, yeah, it can happen to anyone. Everybody's made a mistake. I'm not saying that that doesn't ever happen. Amen, Mary. She said, I don't like Carl's coffee. It's like drinking coffee with sand. That's right, Mary. When we all get to Italy, we're going to get some decent coffee. End of the UK. None of that gritty sand stuff that Carl drinks. You put that on the sidewalk, though, you can get some grip with your feet over here and you won't fall. Rachel said, I feel that way about any coffee. Well, it's because you haven't grown up yet. Someday you'll grow up and actually like coffee. All right. Well, Carl. Well, Carl, now you'll listen to me when everybody thinks you're a cigarette-smoking bald dude. I told him I'm going to change his picture for him, get him a different picture. Where he's not a cigarette-smoking bald dude. Because now Pinky Sue just accused you of being some some stinking cigarette-smoking bald dude. You need to quit your smoking, Carl. I don't know. That woman started preaching to you. I don't know if you saw that. She was preaching to you. Man. She was letting Carl have it. Do you hear that, Fabian? Man. Okay. How you doing, Andrea? Hey, what's that? No. Here on this wonderful freezing cold Friday. All right, we're going to get to it here, kids. I love donuts, but only good ones. I don't like bad ones. I really don't like gross donuts. Anyway, we won't worry about that now. All right, we are going to talk about CCM. We're going to talk about the God of CCM. I've preached on this many years ago, back in 2015, and I talk about it periodically, but it's the same God as the LGBTQ. It's the same God of the New Age. It's the same God as all of these others. These are the false Jesus. And there are many false Christs that the Bible warns us about. But we're going to talk about, and that CCM is nothing more than the Jesus people. That's who it is. It's the Jesus people. It's their God. So when they say they worship Jesus, They do, but it ain't the same Jesus. So we need to go to the scriptures. And Matthew chapter 24. 
In verse number 24, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The Bible warns us the Bible warns us of this coming you back on everybody it cut me off for a minute. Hold on a second. So the Bible warns us about this. David Cloud in his book, also the Directory of Contemporary Worship Musicians, free PDF download at wayoflife.org. And there are doctrinal differences. There are many differences in the God of contemporary Christian music or the Jesus people and the God of the Bible. Their God is go and sin some more. Our God says go and sin no more. Contemporary worship music is a transformational power that no Protestant hymn has. You know, we sing hymns from Martin Luther or we'll sing hymns uh, from different Protestants, but they're, they're doctrinally correct hymns. But the CCM hymns are not the same. You'll never hear of a fundamental Baptist church that was transformed into a Lutheran church through singing Luther's hymn or a Methodist church by singing Fanny Crosby's or the Wesley boys' hymns. But you can personally witness many fundamental Baptist churches transformed into new evangelical rock and roll emerging churches through the power of contemporary worship. It's another gospel that they preach. It's another God. And what I'm going to show you today is that they yoke up together with the same God of the Sodomites. They yoke up together with the same God of the Sodomites because they all worship the same God.
That is what they do. Now, one reason for the transformational power is that the world of contemporary worship is a terribly dangerous world filled with gross heresies and false Christs. Those who play with the music build bridges to the world. Many of the influential CCM artists worship a non-Trinitarian God. Jerome Davis, Joel Hemphill, Mark Carruthers, Phillips and Craig and Dean, Lanny Wolf, and others are Jesus-only Pentecostals who deny the Trinity. To deny the Trinity is to worship a false God. Period. Wednesday night, I preached a message. It is on Sermon Audio now. And And I'm going to change the title of that real quick because I just thought of a better title for that. Uh, anyway, so it's it's praying doctrinally the Trinity in our prayers. And here it is. And you can go listen to that sermon. Right there. And right there, what you will hear, what you will see is how the Lord, how how the Father in heaven, how the Lord uses uh, the Trinity. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is part of our prayer life. So listen to that when you get a chance. I preached that on Wednesday night. If you have a Christ that does not include God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, then you have a problem. The Bible's very clear about that. Other CCW artists, contemporary Christian worship artists, worship a non-vengeful God. Stuart Townsend, for example, who writes modern hymns popular in in many independent Baptist churches, denies that God is vengeful, which is a brazen rejection of the very God of the Bible. They don't believe that that God is a vengeful God, but he is. Romans 12, 19. 
says, for us, it says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. You and I aren't to be vengeful, but God is vengeful. The God of the Old Testament is the same as the God of the New Testament. A great many of the CCM artists, the contemporary Christian music artists, they sing their songs and they believe in a non-judgmental God. Consider the popularity, said David Cloud, of the shack. It has been directly endorsed by Michael W. Smith and many other CCM artists and has been well-received in prominent CCM circles. Calvary Chapel, the Vineyard Churches, all the Jesus people. And Hillsong, or Hellsong. It was promoted at the 2009 National Pastors Convention in San Diego. Young was also enthusiastically received in an interview with Andy Crouch, a senior editor of Christianity Today. There was no condemnation of the false god of the shack. The shack is all about redefining who God is. It's about a man who becomes bitter at God after his daughter is murdered and has a life-changing experience in the very shack where the murder occurred, but the God he encounters is most definitely not the God of the Bible. The woman. Shekinah. That little slutty woman. That false spirit. That antichrist spirit, that God's my girlfriend, God is my boyfriend, and and that's God's girlfriend spirit that the charismatics have. I like what Joey Foss calls it. He says it's the God of porno mysticism. What a title. Hands down, that was the best title of a sermon ever. (laughs) The spirit of porno mysticism. The false God, it's Antichrist. They're misrepresenting who God is. The God they serve isn't holy. That's the God they serve. He's not holy. The God they serve is Antichrist. He's a counterfeit Christ. And he's not holy. Young says that his book is is for those with a longing that God is as kind and loving as we wish he was. Look, God isn't what you wish he is. 
God isn't what your thoughts think God is. God's thoughts are above your thoughts. His ways are above your ways. And for you to think that you're going to, what are they doing? They are forming a God in their own image. Revelation 13. They are forming a God in their own image. They're building an image to the beast. That's what the Jesus people did. That's what the LGBTQ people did. That's what the CCM people did. That's what the He Gets Us people do. It's not the God of the Bible. It's this new age hippie God that's not holy. What he is referring to is the desire on the part of natural man for a God who loves unconditionally and does not require obedience, does not require repentance, does not judge sin, and does not make men feel guilty for what they do. Totally the opposite of who God is. Look at this. This is what the Bible says, though. Now, we know that, that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and that all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In that same interview, Young said that a woman wrote to him and said, that her 22-year-old daughter came to her after reading The Shack. This book, I'll show you. After reading this book, The Shack, and this, her, a 22-year-old daughter came to her after reading the book and asked, is it all right if I divorce the old God and marry the new one? Let me say that to you again. She said, is it all right if I divorce the old God and marry the new one? Isn't that what Marcion thought? Isn't that what he said? The God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the New Testament? Absolute 
damnable heresies. Look at this. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. That's right, Cornell. Cornell. They, this is damnable heresies. Yes. My wife said, so she wants to marry the Antichrist. Yes. Because the Antichrist is fulfilling to the flesh. The Antichrist is going to fulfill their flesh. This God of the LGBTQ, the CCM, the Jesus people. The charismatic movement is going to fulfill the flesh. He shall be as gods. This is the CCM crowd. This is who they are. What they stand for. This is why you and I have to preach against that spirit of Antichrist. Out that little devil-possessed spirit. Out that thing and warn them and tell them what it is. Show them who that is. This is precisely what a very large portion of the contemporary Christian music scene wants. This is what they desire. This is what they're after. Young admits that the God of the shack is different from the traditional God of the Bible-believing Christianity and blasphemously says that the God who watches from a distance and judges sin is a Christianized version of Zeus. That is what they believe about the God of the Bible. They resent the fact that God is holy. You understand that? They truly resent the fact that God is holy. God is not some black woman. God is not some white woman. God is not some black man or white man. This reminds us of the modernist G. Bromley Oxnam who called the God of the Old Testament a dirty bully. I, I think it's interesting. John R. Rice preached a sermon, and I have the book. 
see if I can find it. That's not the good... I, I got a good cover for that somewhere. Man, there was a good one. There was a good uh, a good cover. I have an original one where it has the... He, he did some really good covers on his books. John R. Rice did. Anyway, but... Uh, so... Here's anyway, so here's what uh, here's what they believe about God, though. They believe that the God of the Old Testament is some dirty bully. Young depicts the triune God as a young Asian woman named Saru. Supposedly the Holy Spirit, by the way, the Holy Spirit is not feminine. I know preachers can hear things and and uh, what other preachers said and they can believe it and all this stuff and man I'll tell you what I've said things that that the Lord showed me was wrong years later and I repented of them but the Holy Ghost is not effeminate he's not feminine he's not the, he's not a feminine part of the Godhead the Holy Spirit is a he. He's not feminine. And to go on record, I'm a man. I don't have a feminine side. I'm not supposed to have a feminine side. My wife is a woman. She's she's a lady. She's not supposed to have a masculine side. That's garbage psychology from the pit of hell. It's Satanism. It's Luciferian philosophy. The Holy Ghost is a he. So anyway, they they depict the God of the Bible as the God and Father is also depicted as a guy with a ponytail and a goatee from a Hindu scriptures and represents a mythical river in India. The false CCM non-judgmental universalistic God, universalistic God is represented by emerging church leaders like Brian McLaren, Rob Bell, both of whom are very popular CCM artists. McLaren calls the God who punished Jesus on the cross for man's sin a God who is incapable of forgiving unless he kicks somebody else. He presents the traditional God of the Bible as a tyrant who gets his way through coercion and violence and intimidation and domination. McLaren says the power of the blood gospel raises some questions about the goodness of God. No, it doesn't. 
Not at all. Doesn't raise any questions. God is holy. And the Bible is our authority. Look at Romans 8.32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Rob Bell, author of the influential book Velvet Elvis, claims that the God who would allow multitudes to go to eternal hell is not great or mighty. In some gay book he called Love Wins. Their Fruit Loop theology. Their fruity theology. You know why they get mad at street preachers like me? You know why they get mad at biblical preachers like me? Because we stand there and tell them what the Bible says. And they want to shame us for it. That's what they want to do. You see, they want to shame us for it. But when they look at me and they realize that you can't shame me because I really believe this. And the Bible is my authority. The King James Bible is my authority. So you can't shame me. You're not going to make me blush or be ashamed at what God said. Rob Bell, he says that such a God is not loving. And calls the preaching of eternal hell misguided and toxic. He says there's something wrong with this God and calls him terrifying and traumatizing and unbearable. He even says that if an earthly father acted like the God who sends people to hell, we would contact child protection services immediately. Well, you big blasphemous devil, you. Speaking great squelling words against the God of the most, the, the most high God. You blaspheming devil, you. Comparing man to God, bringing God down into sinful man's image. Because that's what he's doing. One of Bell's supporters, Chad Holtz, a Methodist pastor calls the God who sends unbelievers to hell the monster God. It's obvious that Bell and company worship a different God than the one we worship. Bell's God is more akin to the New Age pantheism. 
than the God of the Bible. He describes God as a force and energy, a being called out to us in many languages, using a variety of methods. Is God is Antichrist. He said there is an energy in the world, a spark, an electricity that everything is plugged into. The Greeks called it Zoe. The mystics called it spirit. And Obi-Wan called it the force. What an idiot. You take your theology from a bunch of uh, Middle Mid-Eastern mystics, Eastern mysticism. There's his book. There's his gay book. Love wins. You know what that says? I'll tell you what that book says. It falsely accuses God. He's a blasphemer. That guy's going to hell. That guy is an absolute blasphemer of God. Because it's not my, my feelings. It's what God's word says. And if you don't like what God's word says, you're not submitted to the Holy Spirit of God, and you're not even a Christian then. Because you hate what God says. I thought God was too hard too when I was a lost wicked devil that wanted to go out and live in sin when I wanted to go to church and still fornicate when I wanted to go to church and still smoke dope when I wanted to go to church and still drink booze I thought God was pretty harsh too but when the Holy Spirit of God convicted my heart of my lost condition when God's spirit revealed unto me that I was a lost, wicked, hell-bound sinner on my way to hell, and I was the enemy of God, and I was against God, and I couldn't do right even if I wanted to. Thank God I didn't try to change the Bible and write a book. But by God's grace, I was brought to repentance and faith in Christ. And I bowed the knee to Jesus Christ and submitted myself to his authority. That's by his grace, not by me, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. But instead, they don't like it, so they just write something else and they make something new about God, like all the modern perversions do. The ESV, the ASV, the HIV, the NIV, all of them. 
They just write something new and change the God of the Bible. Make him somebody different. And that's what the, the God of the LGBTQ does. That's what the God of the CCM does. That's what the God of the Jesus people do. They just make a new God. And they'll find a Bible version for it. And they'll get spiritual aids and they'll go to hell. Don't they? What happens to them? They get spiritual aids and they end up going to hell. Bell worships a false Christ. His Jesus is a supercultural Jesus present within all cultures, refuses to be co-opted or owned by any one culture. He doesn't even state that those coming to the Father through him will even know that they are coming exclusively through him. He says there's only mountains and but many paths. People come to Jesus in all sorts of ways. Sometimes people use his name, other times they don't, he says. Rob Bell is popular among contemporary Christian crowd. David Crowder, one of the most influential names in contemporary music, likes him. Big name contemporary music artists Jars of Clay and Matt Redman join hands with this heretic. Crowder led worship for the send-off of Rob Bell at Mars Hill Bible Church. Many of the CCM artists worship a rebel Christ. That's what they call him, a rebel Jesus. Mark Stewart of Audio Adrenaline says, Jesus Christ is the biggest rebel to ever walk the face of the earth. Sonny of P.O.D. says this, we believe that Jesus was the first rebel, the first punk rocker. How blasphemous can you be? The Bible says rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. A rebel is a lawbreaker, but Christ was the lawgiver who he came to earth to fulfill the requirements of the law. Christ was not crucified for rebellion. He was crucified for testifying that he is God. Many of the CCM artists have a rock and roll party. Christ. In his live Radically Saved video, Carmen says, Jesus is always cool. He's got his thing together. In Resurrection Rap, Carmen portrays Jesus as a street hippie, the standard he calls JC. And in Addicted to Jesus, he speaks of jamming with the lamb. Petra claims that God gave rock and roll to you, put it in the soul of everyone. In a party in heaven, the Daniel band sang the lamb and I are drinking new wine. Phil Driscoll says, God is the king of soul. He is the king of all rhythm. Messiah prophet band says, Jesus is the master of metal. And Baron Cross says, better than pot, Jesus rocks. John Fisher described God as puffing on a cigar and swaying to rock music.
Hmm, let's see. J JL Grady says Jesus enjoys dancing with the angels and grooving to the sound of Christian R&B pumped out of a boombox. The cover of rapper Jason's game, Taylor's 2012 album Jesus Peace, features Jesus portrayed as a gang member. Let's see if we can find it. There it is. If he, uh, okay, complete with a gaudy gold chain and a tattoo on his face. Taylor isn't a CCM artist. He's a secular rapper. But his philosophy is no different than that of many of the Christian rockers and rappers. Taylor's inventing a Jesus in his own likeness. He says last year in August, I got baptized at City of Refuge Church in Gardena, California. And so I've been going to church, but I still kind of doing me out there. I still love the strip club and I still smoke and drink. I'm faithful to my family, so I wanted to make an album where you could love God and be of God, but still keep it popping in your life. Taylor says his new album is intended to encourage those who love God but are still street and want to remain themselves. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come, become new. Baptism is a picture of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This party dude Jesus is a false Christ that has been created by those who have created a Jesus after their own image. But it is not the Jesus that we see in the scriptures. Jesus is a friend of sinners. He is the very greatest friend of sinners. His love for sinners drew him from the joys of unspeakable heaven to the wretchedness of this earth where he became the man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. But he died that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. They have this idea that Jesus came to seek and to save, uh, to be a party animal. That he didn't come to seek and to save that which was lost. He wasn't, they think he's worldly and cool. That he hung with the most people were party people. The people he, were, he was around, he discipled them. Jesus did eat with sinners and spent time with the lowest of society as well as the highest. But he wasn't some party animal. He warned all men to repent and go and sin no more. He spent a lot of time describing the horrors of hell. 
Jesus said, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He said, and if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Jesus didn't come to earth to play games. Came that they might be saved. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus was here to defeat the works of Satan. He didn't sit around and goof off after the fashion of this present entertainment crazed generation. The fact that the CCM crowd typically worships a different kind of God than the old-fashioned biblicists is why they are perfectly comfortable using music that has been identified as sexy by the secular world. Like this quote. That is what rock is all about. Sex with a 100 megaton bomb. The beat. Gene Simmons said, although he's not a professing Christian. Rock music has an effect. The Christian rock music has an effect on the, on the people that listen to it, hear it. But they like the, the worldly beats. They like the African beats. They like the African witchcraft music. They love it. You know, let's see if I can find it here. I want to read you something here, too. Second. How about this? Let me read you some quotes here from the God of the uh, about the God of uh, the LGBTQ, the CCM and the Jesus people. Christians say. Actually, you know what? Let me put this up for you together. Right. Get to it. That is actually 
Let me read you some of these quotes, okay? This is actually a good book, too. I actually wanted to read this. I wanted to go through this with you. Maybe I will if we have time. But listen to this. Christian Chris Say, author of Faith of My Fathers, says, Churches are not called to be moral police and that we should approach homosexuals without condemnation. Donald McCullough says that condemning homosexuality feels natural because about 95% of us could never imagine engaging in such a practice. But in a world turned upside down by grace, we must distrust whatever feels natural. Donald McCullough, or Brian McLaren says, frankly, many of us don't know what we should think about homosexuality. We aren't sure if, if or where the lines are to be drawn, nor do we know how to enforce with fairness whatever lines are drawn. Perhaps we need a five-year moratorium on making pronouncements. What an idiot. I have the Bible. God's word tells me what I'm supposed to say and preach and do about homosexuality. How in the world? Jim Wallace, the founder of Sojourners and the Great Awakening uh, book, says that civil rights for gay and lesbian people and equal protection of the law for same-sex couples is a justice issue. He sure did. He called it, do not so wickedly, my brethren. He called it wickedness. So Lot did condemn it. Tony Campola's wife, Peggy, supports homosexual marriage. In fact, she's affiliated with the Association of Welcoming and Affirming Baptists, the mission of which is to create a support of community of churches, organizations, and individuals committed to the inclusion of gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender persons in the full life and mission of Baptist churches. Think about that. He says the Holy Spirit is supposed to give them guidance on the timing of when they should come out. Dan Kimball says, because this is a huge issue in our culture, and because all the tension and discussion on this issue is over what the Bible says about it, we can no longer just regurgitate what we've been taught about homosexuality. Homosexual attraction is not something people simply choose to have, as is quite often erroneously taught from many pulpits. In a book called They Like Jesus But Not the Church. If I saw that guy to his face, I'd be like, you're a fool. You're a lying, snaky, deceiving, lost little fool. That's what I would tell him. Very plainly, very clearly, without any hesitation or reservation. 
Philip Yancey, one of the most popular evangelical writers today, is very loud about his non-judgmental attitude towards homosexuality. In 2004 interview with Candace Hodge for whosoever homosexual publication, Yancey said, when it gets to particular matters of policy, like ordaining gay and lesbian ministers, I'm confused, like a lot of people. I'm not confused, Phil. Fruit booty, Phil, I'm not confused. I get it. I understand it very plainly. I'm not confused. I'm going to tell you you're going to hell. The drunkard, the unrepentant sodomite, those without natural affection, except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. Simple. Very simple. So he promotes his view just like Andy Stanley did, just like the others do. They promote this view of homosexuality. But guess what? They want to teach something different. They want to teach something different. They want to see, teach acceptability. They want to teach participation. You have to understand, it will never be enough it will never be enough of any type of acceptance it will be participation CCM is riddled with it. In the Gospel Sound, which first appeared in 1971, Anthony Heilbut said, The Gospel Church has long been a refuge for gays and lesbians, some of whom grew up to be among the greatest singers and musicians. Douglas Harrison, a homosexual who grew up in the SBC, said, You can't swing a Dove Award without getting upon evidence of the long-standing deep-set presence of queer experience in and its influence on Christian music culture at all levels. In 1998, Kirk Franklin said that homosexuality is a problem today in a gospel church, in gospel music, a major concern, and everybody knows it. James Cleveland, who had been called the king of gospel, was a homosexual who died of AIDS. 
Lonnie Frisbee died of AIDS. The Jesus people found her. Marcia Stevens, the author of the popular song For Those Tears I Died, professing sodomite, who left her husband for a woman. She left her husband and divorced him after seven years. She had two children because she said she fell in love with the woman. And she went on to sing her music, her gospel music. And here's what Trinity Lutheran Seminary said. In the author, in the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music, said this, the mother of contemporary Christian music continues to capture hearts for Jesus, argue interpretations of scripture, and debate the ethics and origins of homosexuality all you want. No one with sensitivity to the things of the spirit can deny God is using Marcia Stevens to bring the love and mercy of Christ to people whom God apparently has not forgotten. See what she's doing? You see what they're doing? They ignore what scripture says that God gives them over to a reprobate mind. They're redefining the Bible. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Hang on one second. Okay. That's the judgment of God. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. God made the marriage bed for man and woman and for marriage only. Anything outside of that is fornication and adultery, and it is subject to God's judgment. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. 
but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Popular CCM singer Gay Bolts, or some of you may know him as Ray Bolts. He announced his homosexuality in 2008. He divorced his wife to live with a man. Today, he tours the country playing at liberal churches and gay pride events that receive him and his gay Christian message. Other homosexual CCM artists is Anthony Williams, Kirk Taylor, Clay Aiken, Jennifer Knapp, Doug Pinnock, and a ton more. In June 2013, Sandy Patty performed with the homosexual Turtle Creek Chorale at the Meyerson Symphony Center in Dallas, Texas. In July 2012, the Chorale attended the Gay and Lesbian Association of Choruses, the gala in Denver. In April 2014, Dan Hasseltine of the popular CCM band Jars of Clay announced his support for gay marriage. He wrote the following in a series of Twitter posts. Not meaning to stir things up, but is there a non-speculative or non-slippery slope reason why gays shouldn't marry? I don't hear one. I'm trying to make sense of the conservative argument, but it doesn't hold up to basic scrutiny. Feels akin to women's suffrage. I just don't see a negative effect to allowing gay marriage. Well, I got one for you. Women's suffrage is worse than gay marriage. How do you like them, apples? The women's suffrage movement, if it never would have happened, neither would, the, neither would gay rights or anything else have happened. It's because of the women's suffrage movement that all those things happened. Because women's suffrage is communism, Marxism. The women's suffrage movement did more to demoralize and to destabilize women than anything. Cursed be the day that the women's suffrage movement ever started and was accepted among God's people. Absolutely horrible. You want to talk about destroy, and I'm going to talk about this on Monday probably. So I don't want to go off on it right now because I'm going to talk about Beth Moore and I'm going to talk about all these, all these compromising women and the men that have helped them. Half of the destruction of the American society today is based upon the women's suffrage movement. If it wasn't for the women's suffrage movement, most of this stuff would never have happened. Because women 
were never to be equal with man. Ever. That is a satanic principle. Men and women are not identical. But they've made men and women identical. And God hates gay rights and God hates female equality with man. God hates the suffrage movement. And it did more to damage women. Do you know how women... Do you know how women have been hurt? How bad women... Man, I got to stop. I got to keep going on this. Do you know how bad women have been hurt by the women's suffrage movement? By a supposed equality with with men? Well, you got it now. And we're going to talk about that, that Monday. Because guess what? The, the women decided that they could be men. So they entered into that with the women's suffrage movement and became equal with men. And now in turn, men decided they could be women. So now men dress up like women. Men go into women's sports, go into women's workforce, go into the the women's position and roles, and they become women. See how that works? The worst thing that ever happened to children is the women's suffrage movement. The worst thing that ever happened to marriages is the women's suffrage movement. The worst thing that ever happened. The biggest satanic psyop that ever took place, and it started in the Garden of Eden when Satan convinced Adam, or Satan convinced Eve. Anyway, this man says, I just don't see a negative effect to allowing gay marriage. No societal breakdown, no war on traditional marriage. I don't think scripture clearly states much of anything regarding morality. What? I don't particularly care about scripture stance on what is wrong. I care more about how it says we should treat people. I know, Jody, you need a God-fearing husband to take care of you. That's what you need. That was Dan Hasseltine, by the way. He tried to backpedal a bit after that. He tried to renounce, but he did not. He never renounced. The concept of the homosexual Christian. By the way, do you know that the concept of the homosexual Christian is a new concept? Do you understand that? That's a new concept in the last 20, 30 years since the Jesus people movement. You won't find anybody that believed that before. That's a Jesus people concept. 
that's a you got to be hitting acid and you got to be seeing pink elephants flying in the air concept. That's a that's a you got to be so high and you got to be so drugged out and doped up that you got devils in you in order to believe that. In August 2014, Vicky Beeching, British CCM musician, announced that she's a lesbian. She had led music at worship music at many North American churches whose lyrics are sung by millions in Americans' Bible Belt. I'm gay. God loves me just the way I am. She said in Christianity Today, I think God has very much walked me through this. Hand in hand. I do not feel like I left God in back there in the evangelical church. I feel like he's become closer and closer. I feel I was in the desert making the decisions, and he's been in the desert with me. This is something he's led me towards. Sometimes I'm supposed to do. Something I'm supposed to do. I feel. I feel. I feel. I feel. Right? She says that well-known biblical text from Leviticus, for example, should not be used to condemn permanent, faithful, stable, same-sex relationships. No such thing as a permanent, stable, same-sex relationship. Did you know that the average sodomite has 500 partners? The very fact that Beeching, who grew up Pentecostal and now is an Anglican, says that she begged God to take away her same-sex attraction to females beginning when she was 13 years old, made confession to a Catholic priest, and sought deliverance through a charismatic exorcism. The very fact that she sought help from priests and charismatic healers demonstrates that she has looked in the wrong places for spiritual help. Spiritual victory doesn't come by sacraments and the priestcraft. And even for those who are truly born again, God doesn't take away the old nature in this present life. Sinful thoughts come from the old man, but the believer does not have to act on them. Paul says that those who continue to walk in sin as a way of life demonstrate that they have never been born again. What does Paul say? Look at Galatians chapter 5. Sinful thoughts are always going to come in. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before as I have told you in times past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It doesn't say those that thought those things. That do those. The believer's spiritual victory is described in the same passage. What does it say? In verse 16 through 18, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, 
that you cannot do the things that you would. The believer's spiritual victory is described there, right? Typically, CCM musicians have been accepted as Christians upon the flimsiest testimony of faith. Now, there is a very good outline here. I do not think that I will have time to get to that. So what I will probably do is cover this on another day. You know what? We can't hit it. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do you say, children? Shall we do it? Can you hang out for a while longer? We'll keep going. Let's do it. There are different positions. Here is one. On the one hand, there is the full-on acceptance of homosexuality, part of the heresy of the modern times. This position is represented by the Metropolitan Community Churches, founded in 1968 by a homosexual priest named Troy Perry. It has 222 congregations in 37 countries and is the leading force in the development of queer theology. It fully embraces and welcomes lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgenders. It has observer status with the World Council of Churches. Perry performed the first public same-sex marriage in the United States in California in 1969 though it wasn't legally recognized at the time. Today, the MCC performs more than 6,000 same-sex marriages annually. The liberal Protestant denominations. In 1989, the Episcopal Church of American Bishop John Spong ordained the first openly practicing homosexual to the priesthood. The man Robert Williams was diagnosed with AIDS less than two years later. According to Integrity, a pro-homosexual Episcopal group, at least 50 practicing homosexuals have been ordained by the priesthood by 91. In 93, a survey of nearly 20,000 Episcopalians showed that 70% believed faithful Christians can be sexually active gays and lesbians. You understand how this smacks in the face of Christianity, of, of the scriptures, and of who Jesus Christ is, of the holiness of God. They totally ignore. They have full membership in the in in, in their in their um, body of Christ. They call it right. We don't call Christ, but that's what they do. Then there are very then that's not even the worst. At least you know who those people are. When you have people like that, you know who they are. Now take for instance the SBC. They have many subtle positions that are bridges from the traditional Bible position to full acceptance position. It is held by many Southern Baptists. It is held by Russell Moore, the the former president of the SBC Ethics and I think he might still be Religion Leadership Council, the ERLC. Uh, Let's see. Let me see if I can.
these are the same people, some of these people that are that are supporting this. We're going to talk about the drag queens and all that other stuff. We're going to talk about that Monday. Drag queen story hour and and some of those other things. But here is their position, right? It's held by the Gospel Coalition. That's the Gospel Coalition that made a blasphemous article that I won't even repeat about Jesus Christ because they're perverts. It's held by the Evangelical Alliance of England. Here's the point. Point number one. Homosexuality is a natural inborn trait that cannot be changed. Same-sex attraction itself is not a sin. This is the position they hold to. Homosexuality is seen as an orientation that is fixed. Those who hold this view not believe in repentance and supernatural conversion, as taught so plainly in 1 Corinthians 6. Know ye not? The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Instead, they believe that homosexual is destined to live as a same-sex attracted person, either celibately or not. This is promoted by the Anglican priest Sam Albury who claims to be a same-sex attracted man who lives in celibacy. To be clear, Alberry does not teach that practicing sodomy is acceptable, but rather he teaches that the same-sex attraction is not a sin, that homosexuals cannot accept, expect to be changed by the Holy Spirit and given a nature not desirous of sodomy, and that there are elements of gay culture that are redeemable and should be celebrated. In Albury's view, Virtually everything about homosexuality can be embraced except for the act itself. These testimonies of professing Christians who learned to love and embrace rather than be freed from their homosexuality also common are accusations toward the Christian church of homophobia and demands that the church soften its view on the sin of sodomy. The organization is an increasingly important factor in rebranding the SSA as an in itself neutral, non-sinful, same-sex attraction, that is, impulse, and heavily promotes the idea that it's okay to be gay, so long as one is celibate. Going so far as to encourage churches to ordain those who are same-sex attracted. That's the Gospel Coalition. They just brought out an article I can't even read to you. It's so vile. I can't even read it to you. She was asked at the I'm In conference in 2019 how churches could support members who have same-sex or bisexual attractions. She replied, the churches should assume that at least 14% of the women experience same-sex attraction and should stop acting like same-sex attraction is worse than heterosexual attraction. See the heresy? See the lies? 
God's word says it's wrong to lust. Our sin in themselves, even, even when not acted on that it's lust. Jesus taught that for a man to look upon a woman to lust after her is adultery. The same would be true then as a man to lust after a woman or a woman to lust after a man. Only it would be even worse because whereas man's desire towards woman is natural, same-sex desire is unnatural. Paul specifically mentions vile affections and burned in their lust one toward another and a reprobate mind as aspects of the sin of homosexuality and that they are condemned of God. God's word condemns these things. They are not acted upon physically. The lust of the flesh must be confessed and repented of. Modern day heresy too, that homosexuality is just another sin. This is widely held and rapidly growing. It was promoted a promoted view by the Southern Baptist Convention president, J.D. Greer. In a sermon on Romans 1 entitled, How the Fall Affects Us All, he said that homosexuality is a sin, but he soft-pedaled it. He said that the Bible appears to whisper when it comes to sexual sin compared to it shouts about materialism and religious pride. He was quoting from female preacher Jen Wilkin, whom he praised as one of the church's favorite Bible teachers. I just want to remind you that the head of the Southern Baptist Convention, that this is, this is him. It's Pastor J. Greer, a.k.a. Whitney Houston. So that's enough that right there. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So I had to show you. <laughs> now, now, listen. Listen to me, okay? The guy that he was singing that song with was outed as a sodomite. Don't you tell me the Southern Baptist Convention. Don't you tell me that the Southern Baptist Convention and those people did not know. Right? Don't tell me that they did not know what was going on with that. Because they did. Don't tell me J.D. Greer ain't a queer. Because there ain't no way there ain't no way. No, I'm laughing at the reaction that that real men have to that. I'm not laughing at what they did. I'm laughing at the reaction that real men have to that when they see something like that. Because no one can tell me that that's normal. 
No one can tell me that that's where that comes from. Anyway, this widely held and rapidly growing view was promoted by Southern Baptist Convention President J.D. Greer in a sermon on Romans 1 entitled, How the Fall Affects Us All. He said that homosexuality is a sin, but he soft-pedaled it. He said that the Bible appears to whisper when it comes to sexual sin compared to it shouts about the materialism and religious pride. But he wouldn't call God's judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah a whisper. Those are the only two cities in human history that God picked out for complete destruction by fire. And they were so targeted for moral perversion, not lack of hospitality. Jude says it was because of giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. Peter says it was because of their filthy conversation. Greer tried to make the sin of homosexuality equal the sins mentioned in Romans 1. See, here's the thing. When real men see something like that and they... I, I was looking at the response of the guys that are here on this thread and how they're responding to that. And it, that's just, yeah. Anyway, Greer tried to make sin of homosexuality equal to sins mentioned in Romans 1, 29 through 31. He said, here's a question. Do you think of deceit and boasting as equally depraved? How about greed? Do you think of greed as equally depraved as homosexuality? How about a religious attitude against your parents? Do you see the, uh, uh, a rebellious attitude, excuse me, towards your parents? Do you see... That is equally depraved. Paul would. No, Paul wouldn't. Paul has told us exactly what he thinks about homosexuality. And had Greer been faithful in dealing with the biblical text, as he is solemnly accountable to God to do instead of capitulating to the pop culture and scratching the ears of his apostate generation, he would not have strayed into heresy. In Romans 1, Paul labeled homosexuality a special sin that is the product of God giving impenitent men over to dishonor. Their own bodies. Well, in fairness, those are probably just kids that are watching that. I think that's that was done for kids. And I think those are young kids. I don't think that was a bunch of adults listening to that. I think that was a bunch of kids that were being perverted by that. That's what I think. In Romans 1, Paul labeled homosexuality a special sin. That is, that is the product of God giving impenitent men over to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Paul called homosexuality vile affections. Somebody said this in the sword in the blog about J.D. Greer's sermon. He did everything in his power to make sure that the people sitting in his congregation who are tired of hearing about these sins would walk away feeling justified for their apathy. What he did was preach peace, peace when there was no peace. He did this while at the same time making it look like those who are committed to the complete biblical truth on this issue should be ashamed. First thing he does when addressing this issue is acknowledging up front that historically we in the church have not done a great job of talking about this and maybe even a worse job of caring for those going through this. What he does here and elsewhere is to paint himself as caring and compassionate while throwing the church under the bus. It is this classic move to ingratiate yourself with an audience by trying to position yourself not as extreme as others. But doing this, he is already foreshadowing what he is about to do, which is the historical witness of the church on this issue. 
The church for 2,000 years has hated this evil. They have hated it because it dishonors God, makes a mockery of the created order, destroys the bodies and minds of those who practice it, and endangers nations who tolerate it. It was the love of God and love of neighbor that led these men to thoroughly condemn this sin, warn those who practice it of the wrath of God, pointing all to the only hope. Jesus Christ, when J.D. Greer apologizes for the church historically doing the bad job on this, he is carefully distancing himself from from this teaching. Why? Because our culture hates it. Homosexualities, number three, homosexuals must be accepted by the churches as they are. See, this is another teaching by J.D. Greer that the Southern Baptist Russell Moore also in his book on the storm-tossed family promoted by Albury's Living Out Ministry. It was promoted by the Southern Baptist Ethics and Religious Commission. It's the idea that Christian families must bring homosexuals, listen to this, into their bosoms and even share their children with them in order to live out their acceptance of them. If a family wants to protect themselves from the influence of homosexuals, even celibate ones, they're condemned. According to Albury, the Christian mentality of family is akin to creating a nuclear family with marriage kids, and the family dog, and then going into a fortress or castle and pulling up the drawbridge. So whether Nate Collins, the founder of Revoice, uses the term idolatry of family, or Sam Albury refers to the nuclear family as a closed fortress of only biological members, both draw the same conclusion as Russell Moore, that Christians must redefine family as the broader LGBTQ-inclusive church. The biological family, as God made it, appears to be a problem for them, as our conservative family and faith values, which resonate with generations of conservative Christians, that a man shall leave his father and mother and his wife, being fruitful and assuming personal responsibility for the rearing of their own children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Albury calls for churches to audit themselves for how well they exercise LGBT inclusion. In his Living Out Church audit, he has 10 demands for churches. These aren't meant to be suggestions. These people are bullies, and eventually they will accept nothing less than full acceptance of homosexuality by all churches. He said the churches must rethink friendship and intimacy hospitality with the objective of ministering to the needs of same-sex-oriented people who cannot and will not change. Instead of labeling homosexuality the great sin the Bible says it is and calling homosexuals to true repentance and transformation, conversion as the Bible demands, the churches are to accept them as they are to minister to them as they are. This includes sharing their children with them. Albury tells how that some families in his church share their kids with him by allowing them to babysit them. Are you getting that? These people want you to let sodomites babysit your children. Such a family relationship is also a solution to the loneliness of singleness and childlessness experienced by members of the celibate gay Christianity, which they've been selling to church since 2013. Albury indicates that sharing our children with the LGBT is an especially valid fulfillment of what the conference is espousing and proof that a church is adhering to their redefined family. You don't get to redefine the family, Fruit Loop. You don't get to do that. 
That's right, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. That's the plan, friend. This is what they want to do. That's their plan. This is the God of CCM. This is the God of the LGBT, not the God of the Bible. Other God, other gospel. And let it be occurred. Yeah, I was, to clarify, that's what I was laughing about when I looked at the the comments, what in the world, and oh no, not this guy. That's, that's so Those are the, but uh, that's that's what I was kind of chuckling at, comments that you guys made. We've seen that video before, so we kind of understand. Um, Anyway. All right, why don't we play a song and give you a chance to say hi, if you'd like to. Uh, and we'll uh, be done here in a bit. Oh, uh-huh. 
Psychological operation. That's what that is. I did get it. Uh, Terry Whitley, I did get it. Uh, Terry Whitley asked if I got his contribution. Yes, I did get that for the. Thank you. That. I wasn't sure what that was for. Yes, I did get it. Uh, let's see. How about. I got to do Fabian's favorite song here. Don't. You'll have hard feelings. I gotta, I gotta do his favorite song. Otherwise, he'll be really upset if I. Oh, I'm so happy in the Lord, ever since He saved my soul. I'll shout it from the mountaintops, Christ Jesus may be whole. Rejoicing, singing praises always daily takes us home. Hold on, 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 hold on
song and it's carl's favorite song and and all that good stuff now all right we're gonna get out of here i just want to say hi to everybody hi terry praise the lord uh for you army girl for christ good to have you on here fabian on here sensible vintage on here uh gregory pace um fabian fabio carrie jesus is lord uh let's see Lori Standring, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, Maria Perez, Kutzalo! Kutzalo! Rachel Marshall, Aaron Marshall, Carl Not-So-Winters, Becca and Summo, let's see, Jawbone of an Ass. Hey, you know what? It's not every day that a Jawbone of an Ass shows up, all right? All I'm, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, it's not every day you're broadcasting on YouTube and the jawbone of an ass shows up. It does not happen every day. Elijah Morgan, trucking through to California, on his way to Texas. Why didn't you move to Minnesota? What's the matter with you? Okay, Teresa, Daryl's wife. Jody Hummond. Hey. Good deal. So lots of people on here. We had about 50 on here. About 15 or 20. I don't know how many on Rumble. Tell Scotland hello for me from the Clan Mahugan. The Cougar, McGugan. James J. That song is growing on me. James J. for Michigan. Hey, like I said, it's not every day that the jawbone of an ass comes to see you on YouTube. Anyway, guys, God bless you all and girls. And uh, Lord willing, I hope all is well with you. Pray for a trip again. In closing, to make people mad at me. Some guy got mad at me anyway. But um, for telling people how they can give. But here's how you can. Click on here. Click on there. Pray for a trip. You can mail something here. You can do PayPal there. You could do Cash App. You could do Venmo. You could do all kinds of different things. Okay. So. Uh, somebody was looking for the feminism series, I guess. I don't know. I don't.
Well, I have lots of them. When did I ever quit preaching? Feminizing manhood. That's a good one. That's an. How about Jez Watch? With that was an. Who remembers the little mini series I did called Jez Watch? That was. Okay, that was Jez Watch. I need to re. I need to redo Jez Watch. Those were fun. Okay, I'm done making people mad now. I guess I better go home. Anyway, I got to go walk and pray. Gonna run out of daylight. I don't want to get ran over by a car. All right, everybody. God bless you. Take care and uh, pray for us and uh, pray for our paperwork and all that good stuff to come in. And for God to be honored and glorified. All right, everybody. God bless you. Monday. 2 p.m. Central Time. If you want to listen to sermons this weekend, you can listen live on Rumble. You can listen live on uh, sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cool. Both of those will be live this weekend. 10.45 Central Time, 10.45 a.m. Central Time if you don't have a church. If you have a church, you better be there. All right?